0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the topic is school board elections and local authority. Parental control, they are your kids, not theirs. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Before I get into today's show, I need to offer this disclaimer and correction. In the following program, I refer to an individual as a teacher of the school district in question. I have been informed that in fact this individual is not a paid instructor and therefore giving her the title teacher is inaccurate on my part if it implies that she's a paid instructor for the school district. That error on my part does not distract from the premise of today's show, but I don't want the error to be a distraction as you listen in. Enjoy today's show. Good morning and welcome to today's rebellion. Thank you so much for listening into the show. Thank you for those of you who are loyal listeners and who are routinely checking in at KOKL Radio as well as on the podcast version of The Rebellion. Remember that if you listen to it on radio, live at KOKL every morning, Monday through Friday, you can also listen to the same episode or others... By simply going to one of three different podcast platforms, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Spotify, or you can access The Rebellion via Apple Podcasts. So if you like what you hear while you're listening on radio, again at KOKL out of Oakmulgee, and we are very grateful for Brooks Brewer and KOKL for hosting this show on a daily basis. If you like what you hear while you're listening to it while you're driving to work in the morning, you can always go back and access it again via podcast. Listen to it again, copy the link, post it out there on your social media, get other people to join in to the rebellion. And remember that I always, always welcome financial supporters. Those of you who want to go to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper, that's patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. Please do so. I don't uh, do this show every morning just to listen to myself talk. It does take a little bit of work, and I appreciate those of you who are supporters of The Rebellion via Patreon who help us keep the lights on, so to speak. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I want to talk about school board elections and other local elections and why they are so important and why I think we've got The equation reversed in terms of the priority that we place on federal elections, while many of us seem to just kind of sidestep the local elections. If COVID proved anything to us, it proved that local authority and local elections matter, perhaps as much, if not more, than the federal elections. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, for the rest of the show, I'd like to talk about uh, local elections. I'm going to zero in on the school board elections in particular. Now, if you live outside of my area and you're thinking that these candidates that I'm discussing right now really don't have anything to do with you, don't turn the show off. Because even though I will discuss a couple candidates for uh, the local school district up here in northeast Oklahoma, specifically called Bartlesville School Districts, I'm going to suggest that this discussion has everything to do with you regardless of where you live because, hey, just replace the names. You've got the exact same thing going on in your own backyard. And I've said this over and over again. If you don't think what's going on in Virginia, for example, is also taking place in your backyard in Ohio, Kentucky, Kansas, Arkansas, Texas, or Oklahoma, then you're asleep at the switch. This stuff is pervasive. This ideology, critical race theory, critical theory, Black Lives Matter, neo-Marxism, the dumbing down of the definition of what it means to be a male or a female to nothing but the sum total of your desires, that your human identity is nothing but your, your the, the total of your inclinations, your passions, your proclivities. And if you want to do something, that's who you are. If you don't think this discussion of capitalism bad, socialism good, of systemic racism, of labeling one group of people as being evil and bad just because of the way they look, of their appearance, of the level of melanin in their skin. If you don't think this is happening in your own backyard, if you don't think the whole thing, uh, the craziness, the lunacy of subjective pronoun choices, that you can actually choose your pronoun and that pronouns are not a specific reference to reality, they only reflect your desires and your passions, your, your gut, your libido. If you don't think this is happening in your schools, regardless of where you live, then let's just talk about Bartlesville, Oklahoma, in the reddest of red states, a corner of Oklahoma that is arguably supposed to be as conservative as anywhere, and what's going on in the school board election right now. And then apply that to your neighborhood, your school district's. Okay, you need to think about it in that context. So let me set the stage here a bit. In Bartlesville, Oklahoma, up in the northeast corner of Oklahoma, if you don't live in this area, um, we have a reason to be very proud of our history and our heritage. Bartlesville is the town where Phillips Petroleum was founded, You know, Phillips 66 gas stations. And up until, I believe it was 2001, maybe it was 2002, before the merger of Conoco and Phillips, It was the headquarters. Bartlesville boasted one of the highest per capita incomes in the nation. I believe it was back in the 1980s. I think there was a news article that was put out at that time, maybe in a magazine versus a newspaper, I can't remember, that identified Bartlesville, Oklahoma, as the city of millionaires because of the per capita income as the result of a thriving community, a very proud community, one that was very healthy and very vibrant, with a great educational system, and it was all predicated on the success of capitalism and free enterprise, as exemplified in Frank Phillips and Phillips Petroleum, Phillips 66 Gasoline, and all the various ancillary industries that spun off of that. There's a research center here in Bartlesville to this day that's very prominent in terms of the development of a lot of the things that you enjoy on a daily basis, plastics and other Energy products are all being produced and researched in the Phillips 66 uh, Research Center outside of Bartlesville. And again, there's a major headquarters here to this day. So Bartlesville is a community that we should be very proud of. And nothing I'm going to say right now is to disparage any of that. In fact, I would hope that what I'm saying right now would be evidence that I'd like to preserve or go back and retain and recover some of those things that we held so dear. And one of those things is quality education. And keep in mind that I was a university president here in Bartlesville for 17 years, Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I've served on the Chamber of Commerce. I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce during a term. I've also been the president of the local Rotary Club here in Bartlesville. I've served in a variety of different leadership capacities. And because I was a university president, arguably, by definition, I'm an educational leader in the community. Now, I've said a thousand times over on this show that because I'm an educator and I made my entire career in the ivory tower, I think I have the right to criticize my own, criticize my own industry industry. In fact, I think I have the responsibility to criticize, critique, to be constructively critical of my own industry, of education. I mean, I have three degrees in this stuff, my land, and just because I have pieces of paper on the wall doesn't make me worth listening to. But what I am suggesting is I have an education in education, and I have a career in education with some modicum of success, and therefore when I... I see something going wrong in the educational enterprise, in the ivory tower, whether it be the ivory tower at the lower levels or at the pinnacle. In other words, elementary, secondary, and higher education. I think those of us who have made our living in this, in this career have an obligation to speak up and say, well, that's going right, and that isn't. That's a good idea. That's a terrible idea. And that's what I've done. And in fact, one of the things that I've shared on this show, excuse me, one of the things that I've shared on this show that caught the ire of the local community was back in the Me Too movement when Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein and the crew were going down for their misogyny, for abusing women. And they should have gone down. This was terrible. These guys were bores. They were debauched bores and they were abusing women and they were proud of it and they weren't being held accountable. Well, in the midst of that, I wrote an article for the Washington Times, and I titled it, Teach Letchery, and You're Going to Get Letchers. My point was this. Where did all of this come from? Why is our country suffering for such great want of real men, gentlemen? What happened to chivalry? What happened to good manners? What happened to self-control? And I suggested in my article that you can go back to the schools as the problem. And one of the things I said in this article that was titled Teach Letchery and You're Going to Get Lectures was when you teach young men how to use a condom and you stop talking about the Ten Commandments, you shouldn't be surprised when they start acting out in the same manner that you've taught them to act. In other words, all of this sex education for, uh, well, now it's starting in elementary school. I was going to say middle school on up, but now we know that everybody's having a fit because we don't have sex ed for kindergartners and the parental the Rights and Education Act in Florida is somehow bad because parents should have the right to tell teachers and school districts and superintendents and school board members they should have the right to tell these people to stop trying to indoctrinate their five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds in sexual politics. Kids don't need to hear this. They don't want to hear this. Honor the innocence of children and stop your sexual indoctrination. That's what the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill is all about. And somehow that's a bad thing. Somehow that's a bad thing. Uh, Sidebar here. If you have any school board member, especially if they're running for re-election, who is not speaking out boldly and proudly and loudly in favor of Governor Rick DeSantis signing the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill yesterday, then you need to replace that school board member. You know this phrase that we hear all the time from the left right now, silence is violence? Well, in a sense, it's true. In a sense, it's true. If you're not speaking out against evil, then you're complicit in it. You have an obligation to step forward and say that's good or that's bad. And in the case of this Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill, how in the world could anybody who wants to be a school board member remain quiet in the face of this debate? And even worse, if they're suggesting that Governor DeSantis is wrong in signing this bill, get rid of that school board member. Get rid of him and get rid of him now. Why? Because as Bonhoeffer said, not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. One more time on that famous Bonhoeffer quote. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Close quote, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. My point is this. If you've got a school board member who isn't speaking up in the face of this parental rights movement, in favor of parents and against the establishment, against the state, these are your kids. They are not their kids. And if anybody isn't applauding the movement to give power back to the parents, then replace that school board member now. Don't let them get away with just being quiet about this and trying to dodge it. And I would argue you need to attend to that in Bartlesville, Oklahoma right now as much as anywhere. You know, I've posted a couple things out there recently. Um, A couple memes. One of the memes that I've posted is a picture. It's it's rather a beautiful picture. It's a young boy sitting down with an old book in his lap. And he's leaning up against a bunch of old books. And flying over the horizon is a World War II air battle. And the clouds are rising. And this boy is mesmerized as he reads this book. And there's this dreamy land behind him of this World War II battle. And the the meme simply says this. This is how you stop tyranny. You start teaching U.S. history again. Close quote. That's what the meme says. That's the text to the meme of this little boy sitting down, reading an old book, leaning up against a stack of older books with this dreamy World War II scene in the distance. This is how you stop tyranny. You start teaching U.S. history again. Well, the point's pretty simple, isn't it? We need to start teaching the exceptionalism of America, of the American experiment. We need to select school board members who endorse teachers who teach the exceptionalism of America. It is our money that's paying for public education. Remember that. You're paying for it. It's not government money. It's your money. It's the citizens' money. You're paying for an education for the next generation. Why in the world would you not want to teach the next generation why the system that's providing them the education in the first place is a good system and not a bad system? Why would you want to pay to tear your own livelihood, to tear your own progeny, to tear your own country down? Now, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't teach the blemishes of American history. Not at all. You teach those blemishes, but you teach... That they were corrected. The sins of America have been corrected because the system was good and it set itself up for self correction, self reflection. That there was a way to cleanse ourselves. Of the things we had done wrong, and the system itself, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, our founding fathers had it right. They didn't have it wrong, and what they gave us, the gift of a free republic, a constitutional republic, called the United States of America, was a good thing. And that good thing had the ability to be its own soap, its own cleansing agent, because of... The values, the self-evident truths that were endowed to us by our creator that were referenced in those seminal documents set the stage for us to go back to those truths as the cleansing agent, the soap, that would allow us to make culture better, to make our nation more free and more just. This is controversial right now. What I just said is very controversial. Now, again, I posted that meme, And this is the exact text I posted with it. School boards should be endorsing teachers who still teach the exceptionalism of the American experiment, not teachers who rail against the fundamentalism of America while identifying as bi and poly on their Facebook. Now, why did I do that? Because here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, we have two candidates for the school board right now for the election that's coming up on April 5th. And one of the candidates is an incumbent, and he has specifically endorsed one of the local teachers in a recent state house race, a race for this particular district's representative to the Oklahoma House of Representatives. And he endorsed this teacher... Who is known for being on Facebook, embracing Black Lives Matter and everything therein, celebrating a lot of the components of critical theory, even though so many people won't call it that any longer because they know as soon as they call it critical theory or critical race theory they're going to be cornered because so many people right now recognize that CRT is bad. And in fact, in Oklahoma, we have House Bill 1775, which is now law, signed into law by Governor Smith. Thank you, Governor Stitt, for doing so. That makes it illegal in the state of Oklahoma to teach racism, to teach our students that one race is inferior to another race or that one race is superior to another race, or that one race should be blamed for all the problems of society and other races shouldn't. It's illegal in the state of Oklahoma to teach that. Don't let anybody tell you that it's illegal to teach black history, or it's illegal to teach about the Trail of Tears, or it's illegal to teach about uh, antebellum slavery. No, it's not illegal in Oklahoma to teach any of that. In fact, you should be teaching all of that because, again, the point is, Our Constitution served as the soap to cleanse our culture, our country, of those sins. We have this self-correcting, true north that is grounded in a Judeo-Christian ethic, and it's called our Constitution. It's grounded in the Law of Moses. It's grounded in the biblical ethic that I have referred to over and over again on this show. From George Washington to Thomas Jefferson to Patrick Henry, to John Adams, that our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Now, saying all of this is controversial because there are teachers here in the Bartlesville Public School District that disagree with what I just said and call it fundamentalism. And one of those teachers that rails against fundamentalism on her Facebook page that all of her students obviously have access to also identifies as bi and poly on her Facebook page and also promotes this subjective pronoun nonsense by specifying on her Facebook page that her pronouns are she and her. In other words, I guess she could have chosen he or him or it or they or whatever. In other words, the total bastardization of the English language by the manipulation of pronouns to the point that they are meaningless. Now, if you have a school board member that is endorsing the person I just described to be our local representative in the, Oklahoma, in the Oklahoma legislature, don't you think you should at least be aware of it and discuss it and maybe ask yourself, what kind of leadership do we have right now? Is it consistent with the values of the local community? And what kind of education does this school board member Support? Well, he obviously supports the kind that I just described because he endorsed a teacher that is prolific in her Facebook postings to that end. Railing against fundamentalism, identifying as bi, you know what that is, and poly. Now, I've had many people ask me, what does bi poly mean? Well, bi is bisexual and poly is polyamorous. Or Polygamy, if you will. Now, I'm sure if some people are listening to me right now, well, she's not a polygamist. I don't know whether she's a polygamist or not. All I know is she identified as bi poly on her Facebook. And bi is bisexual and poly is polyamorous, meaning you're attracted to more than one sex and you're attracted to more than one person, the implication being that you think it's fine to be engaged with more than one sex, and be engaged actively, physically, with more than one person. You're the one who's putting it out there on your Facebook that you are bi-poly, and that you have all of these issues with fundamentalism. And how do you define fundamentalism? Well, traditionalism. A lot of the things that I hold up as being positive virtues and values on this show on a daily basis, that's fundamentalism. And by the way, The word fundamentalism has been bastardized, too. What's wrong with grounding yourself in fundamentals? Fundamentals that have been proven by the test of time throughout the course of history to be valuable and important. Those ideas that have endured the test of time are often called fundamentals. But now they get disparaged as being fundamentalism because somehow those are bad things. And if you're not progressive and chucking all of the lessons of history to the wind and being cool and in vogue and popular by identifying as bi-poly, then somehow you're a bad person. And we have a school board member, a sitting school board member, that endorsed this person, endorsed these ideas, endorsed this ideology, endorsed this philosophy, and I guess endorses this being taught and modeled in your local schools. You get my point? I don't care what that school board member says now. But if you endorsed that person, and you're remaining silent about a lot of these other issues, or even worse, denying that they even take place in our local schools, if you go to a debate or a forum and somehow try to convince everybody that Bartlesville Public Schools is not wrestling with critical theory. You're a liar. You're a liar or you're ignorant. I I don't know which. You're either being dishonest or you're poorly informed. And either is not acceptable in educational leadership. Of course critical theory is pervasive in our school just as much as it is any other school in the land because we're talking about what? We're talking about systemic issues. We're talking about privilege We're talking about intersectionality. We're talking about equity rather than equality. We're talking about class conflict, about us against them, whites against blacks, poor against the rich. We're talking about the 99% and the 1%. All of this goes back to the Frankfurt School, Marcuse, and critical theory. Now, you can stop calling it critical theory. You can call it whatever you want. But if you're still teaching the concepts that I just described and rattled off, then critical theory is in play in your local schools. And it is in play here in Bartlesville as much as any place else. The proof? Go back to the teacher that our school board member, who's running for re-election, endorsed in our state house race who rails against fundamentalism, talks about identifying as bi and poly, and therefore is being greatly influenced by the LGBTQIA, CRT, BLM, SEL, social emotional learning nonsense. I mean, what I'm rattling off right now is a fact by virtue of what this teacher posts out there on her Facebook and what other teachers do locally. Now, I want to make myself clear before I end the show. I am not claiming, hear me on this, I am not claiming that all teachers are this crazy. In fact, I'm the first one to stand on the rooftops and shout that we still have some real heroes left in the academy. We still have some great teachers out there that teach good things. They're good teachers, and they must be supported. Those teachers should be the ones supported and endorsed. They should be encouraged proactively by school board members to continue to fight the good fight and do a good work. But if you've got administration, whether it be school board or otherwise, that's going to go out there and endorse people aligned with the alphabet soup nonsense of LGBTQIA, CRT, BLM, SJW, SEL, if you have a school board member endorsing that, which is the case in Bartlesville, you must replace that school board member because ideas have consequences. They won't lie fallow. They won't stay in the classroom. They are going to leave that classroom and change your culture. Thus, you have a Supreme Court nominee who can't tell you what a woman is, can't define the word, actually says, I cannot provide a definition. Why? Because she has an education like the one being propagated by people like this teacher and this school board member here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, the reddest of red states, conservative country. That's why, if you're listening to me right now, you need to replace Bilger and vote for bolding for school board here in Bartlesville Public Schools on April 5th. And those of you in other areas that are listening, you need to do the same thing. When you go to the voting booth, you need to vote for people that want to teach your kids how to count, how to read, and how to write, and that our Constitution is actually a good thing, not a bad thing. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.